Good morning. It's uh, a Monday and it's breakfast at Fishinies. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. What a wild last few days we've had in Cowboy Nation and in the NFL. And it continues now. We'll be at the star today uh, with Big Mike and in the locker room. And uh, the 75 member staff will be all over the star. So if you see us, beer me. No, not really. Just wave. Uh, get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table as we walk you through a fish top 10 takes this morning. These aren't uh, hot takes uh, designed to infuriate or provoke uh, or, or, or create some sort of artifact. No, this is real. Real facts and then fact-based opinions and away we go item by item by item. Uh, by the way, we do this every morning, breakfast at Fishney, 720 uh, live, and we do it fish at six every evening. And oh, by the way, here comes uh, the Uncle Fish store. You can see the link below. It's Cyber Monday. Now, I don't know what any of these things are, but Broken Halo does. So use code FISH20, F-I-S-H-20, and get 20% off everything in the Uncle Fish store, the three most popular items, as you might imagine. Item number one, Texas Coast Offense t-shirt. They are taking the world by storm. Item number two, Dallas Doomsday. And item number three is the Fish Out coffee mug. So go get yours, would you please? 20% off, go into the store, click the link here in a minute, and uh, use the cyber code, use the code FISH20. Good morning, sugar. And away we go. Item one, pretend you're them. As we debate, oh, the Eagles get this break or the Eagles are lucky or the Eagles are this or the Eagles are that. <clears throat> my measure, my, my parlor game is pretend you're them. If you were the Eagles or you're an Eagles fan, do you think you're not good? And that all that, that, that the only thing that has caused you to storm to a 10 and one record, right? Is good fortune. You don't think that if you're them. And if it was the Cowboys who were 10 and one, catching breaks along the way, would you say, whoo, we're not very good, but we sure are, of course you wouldn't. If you're 10 and one, you're good. And this is just it. Listen, we all watched the Kansas City game and we all watched that game. That's two of the three best teams, two of the four best teams in the AFC. It's a the, the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs are over the course of this era as elite as it gets. And they handled them in the rain and in the cold and in the elements and in the book. They handled them. Um, did the Kansas City Chiefs blow it? They absolutely did. They unquestionably did. And uh, that may have ramifications for them. Did the Buffalo Bills blow it? They absolutely did. And that will have ramifications for them. There's, there's problems in Buffalo now. And of course, the Bills are on your schedule coming up too. Eight and three, you, you caught all kinds of breaks to be eight and three too. And you, you've taken advantage of most of them. The Eagles have caught 
arguably, the same number of breaks, arguably, and taken advantage of more of them. The quarterback, he does it in an unusual way, but he was responsible for five touchdowns yesterday against the Bills. So give them some credit. Let's be realistic and let's recognize if if that was happening to your team, you would recognize that you are both lucky and good. Kenneth Easley, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to circle in the star? Ask the fellas, they'll show you how. Am I pessimistic? Optimistic. Dallas can catch Philly. It's not impossible. Not impossible. They have one loss. You have three. You almost couldn't afford any more. And then obviously you'd have to beat them in your head to head. And then you'd have to find a way to win the tiebreaker. The next tiebreaker after that, which is division foes, right? Which theoretically you'd both be tied there. You, you can continue to pursue that. I don't find it particularly realistic. Jeffrey G, Fish, $5 pitching. Again, last night shows us we must do this work ourselves and not look for others to do it. And in, in regard to getting to the playoffs, that's exactly right. This is why Dan Quinn and now Dak Prescott keep talking about just we're going to run our own race. Jay Recruiter, great teams destroy the opponents. Uh, that sounds good, like the Cowboys have. Sounds good. Go back and look at what the Cowboys of the Super Bowl era in the 90s did. That's not what happened. That didn't happen every week. Great teams win consistently, and they play at a high level consistently. That's how you get great. Item two. Regarding Daddy Dak, and I think this is lovely, and I'm sure you do too. Uh, we uh, gave you the news over the weekend that Dak and Sarah Jane are going to have a baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. Uh, what a gross song that is, by the way, if you've ever actually listened to the words. Uh, but this is lovely. Uh, they're both 30 years old. Um, they're in love. And they're, he's going to be a girl dad, as everybody likes to call it now. And here's my question for you. Uh, especially if you're a parent. How it how it changes your life, in, no matter what your life is, and how it changes it, obviously, uh, mostly for the better, except that now for the rest of your life, you're worried about your kids. I have two boys, boys, who are in their 30s, and I still concern myself with them every day. Worry, concern, whatever you want to call it. Every day. Uh, they're, they're both, uh, fine, handsome, muscular adults, completely capable of doing their business without daddy. And yet I won't allow it. I think this is kind of an old military concept. Do you want your soldiers to be married with kids? So they've, they've got something to play for. They're trying to, they're trying to save America starting with their own wife and kids, or 
do you want them to be kamikazes with, they, they got nothing to live for, just the cause. And because I'm a dad, obviously I, I lean towards the former. I, I know what it did to me. I was not ever a motorcycle driving, jump out of airplanes, uh, uh, let's do some heroin guy before I had kids. So I didn't change in that way. I was already a serious minded person. But uh, my, to be frank, my reason for living changed for the better. Kelvin Hicks, we don't encourage marriage in the military. And there you go. That's what I'm saying about that. That, that, and, and it's a bait. It goes back, uh, Kevin, Kelvin, way before you and I. I mean, we're, we're going back thousands of years now. Do you want your soldier to fight for his family or do you want your soldier to have nothing to live for so he kamikazes it? All I know is, and surely Dak will uh, address some of this today, it's absolutely lovely. Um, and I'm, I'm going to try to ask him about baby names. <laughs> Item three, you are in a tie at eight and three. You're probably not going to get up and over one of the other teams with the eight and three, the 49ers. But you're right there. And ask yourself this. Would you have taken this? If we go back to August and we say, listen, you're going to accomplish this, this and this record wise, you're going to do this, this and that uh, individually, that player, that player, that you would have taken all of this. Right. This is right on the money. Right on the money. You knew Philadelphia was good. You knew the 49ers would be a challenge. But talk about some things that have fallen your way. The Trayvon Diggs injury, which was devastating in the moment. And still is in so many ways. Some guys in that locker room think they lost to Arizona because of the devastation, the emotional devastation. And now you have in his replacement, Deron Bland, a cornerback who's more productive? So you are, standings-wise, <clears throat> tied to be the second best team in the conference. And in reality, because of the head-to-head -head issues that you've dealt with, you're the third best team in the conference. This is a good thing. By the way, would you please hit the like button? That beats the algorithms and informs the algorithms. YouTube recognizes when you hit the like button and then says, oh, this must be a cowboy fan who takes his cowboys seriously. There's not a bunch of slapdickery around here. An Emmy award-winning program with Emmy-worthy audience. So would you please hit the like button? Um, 72 people, please hit the like button. I'll count to three, three, two, and one. Christopher D, Uncle Fish Premium. I need to see Dak win a big game against a playoff team. I'm going to expand on that, Christopher D, Uncle Fish Premium. You don't just need to see Dak do it. Don't you need to see Micah do it? Don't you need to see Zach Martin do it? Don't you need to see C.D. Lamb do it? Big buck down, $2 pitch in, Uncle Fish Premium. We could still go to a Super Bowl as a wild card. Can? Of course. Road game, 
road game, road game. And we'll get to that path here in a moment. Item four, we'll be monitoring Jerron Curse today uh, with that back issue. Cowboys, uh, that's a difference-making player. And obviously, Wanye Thomas uh, and, uh, and and Hooker and, and Wilson have held up just fine. Uh, but get get uh, get Curse back, and we will monitor that. We'll be uh, at the start today, and we'll give you an update. Uh, in fact, at CowboysSI.com, we will give you an update right around 11 o'clock on what's going with him. If you're not already married to, to CowboysSI.com, tell your wife that you need a mistress, and your mistress is CowboysSI.com. <laughs> Item five, boss man fat heads to Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks are signing Kelvin Joseph. And we predicted this as soon as he was traded for Iggy, that because he, he, I think he suited up for four games. The only time he really got in as a defensive back is when they were ahead 70 to nothing against Denver. He He's going to be on this merry-go-round now uh, of – Workout signings, practice squad cut, workout signings, practice squad cut. And I don't wish any ill on him. It'd be great um, if this would work. We should note this. You're going to see a lot of stories this week about the Seahawks signed Kelvin Joseph so he could give the, away the Cowboys secret. No. <laughs> no. That has less than 1% to do with it. Trust me. <laughs> Item six. So they called the Pro Football Hall of Fame did, called the Cowboys and Deron Bland said, send some stuff up here. Send some junk up here. And so his cleats are heading to Canton. They'll be on display. And his gloves that he used in the game to get the record pick six. Um, sidebar. Remember we're talking about the display they put up of D-Ware? And it looked, it looked very Bronco-centric. Remember that? So D-Ware uh, reached out to me the other day. Friend of the show. And said, yeah, I, we need to get pictures of the entire display. And you'll see there's it's Broncos, it's Cowboys, it's Troy. It, it's all of it. So it, it's a little, uh, uh, a little bit deceiving when we look at some of the pictures. He, he obviously wanted to recognize his Bronco history, but um, also absolutely feels like his Cowboy history and his college were also represented as well. So good on him. Now, and thank you, uh, D-Ware, for reaching out. Now comes Bland and his display, but the ball will not go there. Uh, Bland says, basically, I've still got all the balls, that are, all, all the balls. I think all the interception balls, but certainly all the uh, touchdown balls. Uh, I got them in a box and they need to go up on a trophy case. I don't think he has in his home a trophy case yet. I think he's going to have to build a trophy case. In fact, if he keeps this up, he's going to have to build a trophy room. He did say, I'm still not about the individual things, as fun as this is. Uh, I still want, and uh, these are bold words coming out of this guy's mouth. He says, I, I, I still want to help us go win the Super Bowl. Okay, let's go. I'm going, by the way, no matter what. So I'll be in Las Vegas for Super Bowl week. So come on. Item seven, the playoff picture. And we'll just do it really uh, a simplified version of here. Also, I'm going to write about this in a moment on CowboysSI.com. The Eagles are where they are. It ain't changing. The Eagles are where they are. I, The smart money says it's not changing. That's that. Agreed? 
Oh, we can, or we could, or they could. And by the way, they play the 49ers this week. So the 49ers can be saying, we, they're eight and three, two. 49ers can say, well, we can catch them. But they're the number one seed and it looks pretty clear. And then come the division winners. Dink, dink, and dink. The Cowboys have the inside track to be the number five seed and the number one wild card. And if that happens, and that would be a sound prediction, then this season will lay out the same way last postseason did. Cowboys will open against the winner of the worst division, which would be the NFC South, which at this point, uh, Atlanta just beat the Saints. I don't know how. And so Atlanta presently sits at five and six, just like last year, uh, Tampa Bay, losing record division winner, Cowboys play them and go destroy them. The Cowboys at Atlanta in the opening round of the playoffs, if that happened today, the Cowboys would be fat favorites at Atlanta and surely would be favorites at the Saints as well. Then would come the next week when the way I think we would figure it, you would go play if depending on who wins what, but the likelihood would be then you would play the, you'd be the top, you'd be the lowest remaining seed and you would play the top remaining seed and you would go to Philly, right? For the rubber match. But for now, as you're running your race, you can start to think about, well, let's, let's get that top seed. That's, that's got value. Let's get that top seed. Not that you want to manipulate your way around it. You just, you just want to win. But the top seed gets to play the worst division winner. And the worst division winner is clear. And you will be favored against them. <laughs> Item eight, a lot of questions about Shaq Leonard. And we told you this literally six days ago. The Cowboys are interested in Shaq Leonard. We told you this about two hours after they released him. And we were right then. We're still right. Then we told you the Cowboys were going to begin the recruiting process. And they did that with the phone call. Now we can tell you that Shaq Leonard is scheduling a visit to be right here in my hometown of Frisco. Uh, Shaq Leonard going to visit the Cowboys surely early this week. And we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, the Cowboys do not believe there is any massive injury issues. They do obviously recognize that there's an injury history that has slowed him down. He is no longer the same player he was when he broke into the league and goes all pro, all pro, all pro. Defensive rookie of the year, right? Uh, pro Bowl for those first. He's not that same guy. Uh, but run stopper and locker room leader, yes. D.B. Cooper, Uncle Fish Premium. Too much football left to start worrying about playoffs. All right, then let's not call it worry. Let's call it you're trying to plan your January. I'm just trying to help you plan your January, DB. That's all. So Shaq Leonard, and we'll keep it posted. CowboysSI.com has done a terrific job on the Shaq Leonard story. I'm not shocked by the 75 member staff's excellence. I know you aren't as well. Item nine. Things change. Uh, and when they change, or when I just goof up, uh, I am quick to recognize it. We pointed out, for instance, that all the people that were doing uh, interceptions are in Dak's DNA. None of them 
None of them are are saying that. And not only are they not saying that anymore, they're not apologizing for how wrong they are. The other day, I uh, said a uh, a, uh, a swear word that was inappropriate. Not not my best time. What happens, frankly, is we get so comfortable here in this format. I get so comfortable here in this format. I'm in I'm in Marsha's mansion, sitting in my silver and blue chair, my cowboy silver and blue chair, and I get comfortable. And then sometimes uh, swear words come flying out. And so uh, that that was not my best moment. I'll try to do better. Same thing, kind of, with my hammering of Sean Payton and the Broncos. I still think that his introduction to town when he ripped the previous coach and said that's the worst coaching job I've ever in the NFL. I still think that's that's just wrong in every way. And and that doesn't change, but. Now they're almost good. Denver's almost good. And Dangerous is kind of good. And they just dismantled a Cleveland team that is the best, or among the best, maybe right with you, playmaking defense in football. So things change. And uh, I, I take... I take no, uh, I have no shame in saying I'm wrong. My old friend, Dale Hansen. Um, yes, Chucky Joe. And I also uh, take great pride in saying when I'm right. I said all last year that Dak Prescott and the 15 interceptions is an aberration. It's just, that's just, it, it was a weird, fluky year. Not going to happen again. And I was right. So yeah, I have no uh, problem with also trumpeting when I'm right. <laughs> Uh, good, good for Denver. Obviously, I, as you know, I went to high school and college there and kind of grew up there. And so I got a lot of Bronco uh, friends and family and stuff like that. So good for them. Things change as evidenced by item 10, the thumbnail. Look at it. So we're watching, and I don't know why I watched Black Friday. What a uh, Black Friday football game. What an awful display. Uh, the Jets' offense, by some measure, might be the least productive slash efficient offense in the last 60 years. And I sat and watched. So Al Michaels, and any of you who ever, I, I think I, probably intuitively, uh, you probably get this. When you're getting ready to broadcast a game, it's, now this is especially true of baseball because there's so much dead time in baseball. You better come loaded. We used to do this on our, well, I, um, when I was a young younger pup, I did uh, college football, uh, TV, college football in Colorado. And, uh, and then did college baseball. And that's when I started to learn a three hour broadcast, you better show up with six hours of material just in case. Well, Al Michaels does that. And of course, he's one of the best that ever was. So during that Black Friday thing, he's filling time. And he's telling stories about, yeah, uh, once on Monday Night Football, Arnold Schwarzenegger came into the booth and said, and he starts doing the world's worst Schwarzenegger imitation, he, how he wasn't embarrassed to do that. But 
got to fill the time. And he says, uh, and the Jets were down 23 at the time. And he comes to the booth and says, uh, and the Jets will be terminated or something like that. Ha ha, okay, funny. Then for no reason at all, he says, Super Bowl, whatever it was, the 1980, whatever it was, the Super Bowl that was in San Francisco that you see in the thumbnail, can't remember. I, I'm getting my, my decades confused now, but there it was. And for absolutely no reason, he said, yeah, I did the pregame, the game, and the postgame, and my two analysts were Coach Tom Landry and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> So what? Mark 27 points out that was ABC's first Super Bowl broadcast. That makes sense. What year is this? What year? I, I can't even, I, I got it all written down somewhere. Well, there's a picture of, uh, of the press conference in the days before. And it shows all the guys that are working that game. And it's Theismann, Landry, OJ, and then the Monday night crew, Meredith Gifford Michaels, right? And then Jim Lampley's in there somehow as well. Quite a quite a lineup. Tom Landry and OJ Simpson broadcast <laughs> a football game together. Completely apropos of nothing, except for this. When I say that you, you get to change your opinion on things you were wrong about and should. When I say that when you're wrong, you should admit it because things change. When we talk about parenthood, because things change. Yes, Tom Landry was once viewed as being colorful enough to go on national TV for a Super Bowl and do color. And OJ Simpson was once viewed as safe enough to let him sit next to Tom Landry. <laughs> Fish out. 